For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Traveling Pulpit family, you know it goes without saying that today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. I am so happy and so thankful for another opportunity to promote the word of God to his people. Let's start over in Genesis today because there is something that has just been laying heavy on my heart. And I feel like it's something that we are experiencing, something that we are going through, something that the Bible told us that we would have to endure in the days and times that we're living in. I'm talking about the days of Noah. When Jesus said that the days we're living in now would be like the days of Noah. Well, let's look at Genesis 6 to see what Jesus was talking about in the days of Noah. In Genesis 6, we see that man began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters that were born to them. Now, the angels that had fallen from their place of responsibility came down and had relations with the daughters of men and the daughters of men gave birth to half human, half angelic beings called Nephilim. These were giants in the earth on that, on those days. They say the Nephilim were tall, were way much more taller than any building ever constructed by man. These giants were larger than whatever human structure could could be could be constructed and the corruption the corruption on the earth is what caused God to grieve in his heart and when you think about corruption traveling pulpit family that's something that we've always known in our generation in our day and time is corruption, corruption in high places, corruption in low places, corruption within the area of which you're living in. There is no place in your life that you have lived where you have not heard, seen or experienced corruption. Ever since the fall of man, ever since man ate that fruit, corruption has Come into the world and it will not leave until Jesus destroys it. Same thing with murder. They have all these watch nights and night outs and stop the killing marches and rallies and, you know, symposiums. You're wasting your time. When Cain killed Abel, the murder rate went to 100 percent and It has never come down and it will never come down. The only one who is going to put a stop to it is Jesus. Corruption on the earth. The Lord saw the wickedness of man and how great it was in the earth that every intention of his thoughts were only evil continually. Well, where was the evil of his thoughts 
the evil of his thoughts, the Bible says, was in his heart, in his heart. Jeremiah says the heart is evil. Who can understand it? Man's heart is continually evil. You talk about corruption. There are corruptions throughout the entire world. Everyone is in on it. If you can get away with it and not get caught, would you not do it? But is it right to do? There is corruption among among countries. There is corruption among cities. There is corruption among households. And it grieved God to his heart that he regretted making man on the earth so much so that he said that his spirit will not abide in man forever for he is flesh and his hunt and his days will uh, his days shall be 120 years. 120 years is all we've been given. And if you notice that in Genesis, men lived longer I look at the chart that was given to us in Genesis. If you have a study Bible, it should have a chart from Adam all the way down to Terah in the old covenant. Adam was 930. Just just a few. Uh, Enoch was 350, 365. Uh, Methuselah was 969. And the next longest was. Noah at 950. Noah was the only man in the earth among an entire corrupted earth that found favor in God's eyes. And you know what that means, traveling pulpit family? Noah was the last man standing to find favor in God's eyes. And guess what? He was not perfect. Noah was not perfect. What Noah was, he was committed to God. He feared God, even though he, too, may have or probably did or probably was in some sort of corruptive scheme. Because, like I said, the entire world, the entire world is corrupt. It was then and it is now. There is no place on earth from a high place to a low place on this earth where corruption is not happening. It is happening everywhere. And the only one who is going to put a stop to it is Jesus Christ. Do you not know that there are men in high places right now that the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 16 that they cannot sleep unless they are doing wrong? The Bible says that they are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. Do you know how much wickedness it takes traveling pulpit family to not get any sleep until you have thought of a way to hurt or or murder someone? Because your heart is so intentionally wicked. It is the heart of man that grieves God. It is the heart of man that he said that his days shall be 120 years. Right here in Proverbs 4, 16, they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. 
for they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. That's what the Bible says in Proverbs 4.16, traveling pulpit family. There are men right now who are plotting your destruction. If they did it to Jesus and Jesus told us what they were going to do to him. If they did it to him, what makes you think they won't do it to us? See, this is why it's so important that you make a decision to serve Christ. Why is it so important to serve Christ? You might add, you might ask, because Christ is the foundation. He is the salvation. He is the one who is going to save us from our sin. He's the only one who can. Some people believe that they're not sinning or they're lying to themselves. Everything that was made was made because of Christ and nothing was made that wasn't made without him. There is a purpose why Jesus came in the new covenant. Because he wanted to be the one to help get us back to the father. See, the moment the, uh, uh, Adam ate, ate the fruit. Now, it was not an apple. It was not an apple traveling pulpit family. Upon research and, and study, I believe it was a fig because figs are the trees that grow in that location of the world where, where it is believed the Garden of Eden once was. And I believe it was a fig from a fig tree. You ever had what was called a fig Newton? I'm not sure if those are still on the market, but when I was growing up, we had what was called fig Newtons. And they were they came from from fig trees and it was a sweet treat to have. They were they were baked in some sort of uh, flowery dough wrap with the the fig uh, jelly infused in between them. They were they were very good. They were one of my favorites growing up. But it was the fruit that he ate. It wasn't an apple. So many people want to want to plug in an apple, make it seem like it was an apple. Oh, it was an apple. It was an apple. No, it was not an apple. It was an unnamed fruit. But if you do your research, if you do your study, I believe you'll find out for yourself. You'll come to the belief that it was not an apple. I believe it was a fig. Do your research. And if you feel that it's something else, reach out to me and let me know. Let me know. Let's study that together. Because I want to learn if I believe it was a fig and, and you find in your research that it was something else. Let me know, because that's what relationship does. Relationship builds, doesn't tear down. That's what we're building here at the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. We're building relationships because we want to build each other up in Christ, not tear each other down in corruption. So Traveling Pulpit family, the word of God in the, in the book of John says all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Do you not know in first John one, we have light inside of us. That light is Jesus Christ, our savior. You know, the rapture, so many people hear about, has been going on for as long as I've been alive. I've been alive for 51 years. 
Thank the Lord. And if Lord willing, I'll be 52 in January. Well, I've been hearing about the rapture since I was a child. I remember sitting in my grandmother's vestibule, counting on my fingers and toes, maybe three or four times when I got to the number of 2000, when everybody believed that that the world was going to end. I think at that point I was 29 years old going on uh, uh, 30, 30, 30 years, I believe. It was a number that I, that I calculated from 72 to 2000 and I think 28. I think it was 28. Well, that's what I calculated because that's what everybody believed at one time. Oh, the year 2000, the world's going to end. Everything is going to end. Everything is going to end. But we must remember that a day and a time is not known to man. When Christ walked the earth in flesh, it was not known to him. But when he returned to the father, he has to know because he's the one that has to come and get us. So he knows the day and the time. He knows the hour and the season. He didn't know it when he was with us because it was withheld from him. Even if he knew it, he would not have told us. Because his mission was about building relationships, not telling us the time or the hour or the season or the day when the father would return. Because we have to have a sincere relationship with Christ. Not a countdown clock so that everybody can repent in the final five seconds. No, that's not how it works, traveling pulpit family. He wants to have a relationship with you. And the only way you can have a relationship with him is un if, if, if you accept his son, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. There is corruption in the world. But there is peace in Christ. Choose this day which one you want to have. We cannot overcome corruption in this flesh because the flesh is corrupted. But we can have help in this flesh when we choose Christ as our savior. We can have the help that we need that when we call on our savior and believe that he is with us, that that corruption will be deterred. He has a way of helping us to escape. What seems right to a man? Corruption or salvation in Christ? That's a question that only you can answer. But in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus. A part of the new covenant. Noah was a part of the old covenant. The world has not changed. King Solomon said in Proverbs that there is nothing new under the sun. If the world was corrupted then in the old covenant, it certainly is corrupted in the new covenant. But traveling pulpit family, there must be a choice. There must be a choice. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. I want to read that again one more time because there's a word I want you to hear for God. So loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should 
should not perish, but have eternal life. It is destined for you, brothers and sisters, to have eternal life in Christ. It is destined for you to have this. The question to you is, do you want it? Because if you want it, you will go after it. If you want it, you will prepare for it. If you want it, you will you will make ready for it. If you want it, you will start a relationship with him. Because I guarantee you, he wants a relationship with you. He has gone so far as to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Make it personal. You can make it personal. You can say, Father, forgive them. Add your name for he or she knows not what they do. You cannot overcome corruption in this world, traveling pulpit family, but you can walk in corruption, having someone with you, a savior named Jesus walking beside you, helping you while you're walking through a corrupted world. Corruption is the way of the world, but Jesus is the way to salvation. Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to just come and share with you this brief but powerful message in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wants that relationship with you, Traveling Pulpit family. And I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know if I'm talking to someone who's been a long time listener or someone who is a first time listener. But I want you to know that a relationship in Christ is 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 worth more than anything this world can offer. And how do you get that relationship with Christ? You may ask. Paul tells us in Romans 10, 9. That if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. We, I say we because we are all in this together. But individually, it says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's individual. That's the type of relationship that you must have with Christ, an individual relationship. Why? Because Noah had seven other people to get in the boat with him to be saved. If you remember, I said Noah was the only man who found favor in God's eyes. And because of the favor that Noah found in God's eyes, God allowed seven other people who were corrupt to miss out on the judgment of the world. He saved Noah's family because Noah was righteous in the eyes of God. But we traveling pulpit family, we are in a situation where there is no one who's making it out on someone else's merit. It's every man, woman, and child for themselves. That's why it must be personal. That's why there is the new covenant. The new covenant says that every individual must have this relationship with Christ, God's son, in order to enter the kingdom of God. Because heaven and earth is going to pass away. It's going to pass away. But you must have this relationship to enter the father's kingdom. It's every man for himself. Everyone has to work out their own faith. 
I just pray that that faith leads you to Christ who will lead you to his father and his father's kingdom. And Romans 10, 9 is the word. It is the instruction that has been given on how to start a relationship. But Jesus is the only way. He is the absolute truth that leads to eternal life. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. I hope you have a wonderful day in the Lord. I hope you share this message with someone. And I hope and pray you tell someone about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank you so much. I look forward to doing this again, if it's the Lord's will, for Wednesday with the Word. And again, next week on the Traveling Pulpit podcast. But until then... I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, saying thank you, God, blessings to you, and I hope that this message brings peace, love, and joy to your heart. Bye for now.